Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. And now what I'm actually doing is an eight-week online course called Make Your Own Damn Money. And it's a course for women to be empowered to make their own money so that they have the freedom and choices to do what they want in life. So I don't ever want there to be a woman who feels like she can't break free from, say, for example, a narcissistic abusive marriage because she feels like she can't afford it or, you know, that her lifestyle is going to be less than it is. And there are many, many, many women who stay because of that. Um, that was not the case for me. That, in fact, that was very little consideration. And in fact, I'm lucky in the sense that the year that we, when we got divorced in 2019, uh, all the financials and who, who owed who what amount of money was based on our 2018 tax returns. Right. And we had actually made almost the exact same amount in that year. Um, after years and years and years of me making sometimes double what he made, we actually both made almost to the penny the exact same amount in 2018. Yeah. And so because of that, neither person had to pay the other alimony. But had that not been the case, I would have been on the line to pay him alimony. So, um, so in our case, it's, it's flipped from, you know, what is a little bit, even still in this day in 2020, what is, you know, where the man has to pay the woman alimony. Yeah. Um, so I think the other reason that people stay is, um, and, and this was probably the biggest reason for me, is that I didn't want to be single. Like I, I liked the idea of marriage and I liked being able to go out in the world and say, I'm married. Like I, I held that really high up on a pedestal. Like I had it, like I used to have it that like people who were married were better than people who were single or that people who were married had more, more sort of like you were just kind of higher up on the reputation food chain than if people, than, than if you were single. I equate that feeling to like uh, the beginning of Beauty and the Beast when Belle's singing through town. Yeah. Like, like being married. That, that's what it resembled for me. It was, yeah. like, it was just singing. It was. Yeah. Singing. And like, I think that, the ring, the ring for me was like amazing. I was like, I just loved that. that yes. Everything that it embodied. Yes. Like some people and, and I was, I was fully in that camp, you know, like, I wanted everybody to know that I was married. I, I wore it as like a badge of honor. I thought it was, um, and also I didn't want to have to deal with being single. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, like, Oh my God, the thought of dating again, like sounded so awful. And I just sort of related to it. Like it would be worse than if you were married. Yeah. So it was just this, and that's something that had permeated in my, in my life for years and years and years, even before I got married was like, I, I mean, the, I had a, I had this other boyfriend before I got married who I stayed with him about a year too long. And by the way, we only dated about a year and three months because I just didn't want to be single again. I was like, all right, I found a boyfriend. So 
I can check that off my list. And even though it's totally not the relationship that I want, yeah. I would just rather settle for this than actually be on my own again. So, so, you know, it was like, I just didn't, I just, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be single. And I, actually, let me clarify that. It's not that I didn't want to be alone. Like I got married when I was 38 years old. I owned my own home and had a six figure business long before I got married. So I was always very independent and had my own life. I had my own friends. I had, you know, I just, I just, I was very comfortable in my aloneness. Yeah. So, so actually being alone is different than being single, like being single as an identity. And I thought that I preferred the identity of being married than the identity of being single. If that makes sense by using the word identity. It makes total sense. How did you distinguish it is where I did just now on the call. Just right now? <laughs> Amazing. So, well, no, I mean, like, by using the word identity, I mean, I knew, I, I don't know, like I, like I knew of this concept called, I want to be married. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's ingrained in us since, you know, we're children, like everything around us is, it's, it's, it's the, you know, Disney, everything that has to do with yeah. marriage and, and partnership and being there, you know, for better or worse, even the vows are so dramatic that it's like, man, that's a movie that I love watching. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I have eight year old twin girls, so Disney plus is ruining my life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, yeah, it was just, it's like people love couples and people, love, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's a whole cultural paradigm. And, you know, so much of the work that I'm doing now in my, in my coaching course for women has to do with the fact that it's like, I love being in a relationship. It feels good. I like the companionship. I like the sex. I like, you know, which is kind of where I am right now. It's like exploring dating and, and not having any attachment to it turning into something, you know? Do you and find that you're more self-expressed now? Oh, Yeah. So, you know, I'm turning 50 this year and I think that, you know, a lot of this just comes with, with age and with maturity and the extent to which the people who I'm meeting now are, you know, kind of around the same age and in the same phase of life as me. And it's like, we've all done the work, you know, like we've done the work on ourselves. We've done the work within our relationships. And so it's, uh, and, and I don't know, a lot of times, a lot of people say like, you're, you know, your fifties are like the best, the best time. And I think that it has to do with a lot of things, but I think that that's one of them. And so, um, I, you know, I don't see myself getting married again. I definitely don't see myself in a, a, a really serious partnered type of committed relationship right now because I have eight-year-old twin girls mm -hmm. and I just can't picture incorporating a man in the household that, you know, isn't their father. That's not to say that I wouldn't love a great boyfriend and maybe we take vacations together and, but there, there's not going to be a stepdad situation where he's, you know, coming to parent teacher conferences or waking up in the morning, packing right. lunches or anything like that. 
Um, that's just what works for me. No judgment about anybody who does it any other way. You know, and I, so I've said a couple of things about, about the opportunity that divorce has been. And in the first six months, I realized that the, the single best thing that was going to happen to me in my life was to get divorced. You know, I think that a lot of us go through life like looking for the one or looking for the love of our life. And, you know, I kind of had this experience that maybe my college boyfriend was that person for me. And um, this might sound completely hokey, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like through the process of getting divorced is that I, you know, I like I now am in a relationship with the love of my life, which is myself. I could also have a really great relationship, you know, with, with a man and have, and have all the things, but it's like what I thought I was looking for in a committed marriage partnership isn't what I actually was going to get out of it ever with anybody. <laughs> That's gold. That right there is gold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, what, what bigger prize than getting yourself? Yeah. And, and that's why, like I said, you know, I, um, you know, I have a cousin who is 27 years old and she just ended her engagement and, um, I'm so jealous cause she's 27 and she totally gets that, like, that this is happening for her, you know, like that, like she's going through this period of personal growth, um, that would never be available unless, you know, she had gone through this, this breakup with her fiance. Yeah. So let me ask you a question now. And this is going back to what you spoke earlier about, which mm -hmm. is regarding to the abuse. And, and, and I don't want to go into that because I think you covered that pretty well. And in a way where, you know, we don't need to go into details, right? We mm -hmm. covered the source. We covered what happened. We covered how you, you grew from it. What advice, if you were to talk to yourself before mm -hmm. this started happening, how would you advise yourself in regards to abuse? It's so difficult because what I would say, knowing what I know now would probably still make no difference only because that's one of the symptoms of abuse. But independent of that, what I would say is the single most important thing to do is to trust oneself. So I would be saying to, to young Aaron all along, you have everything within you to make the exact right decisions that you need to make that are for your highest good and for the highest good of your children. And the, uh, the constant looking for something outside of myself to fix things was completely useless and, you know, the wrong path. And, you know, we haven't talked too much about this, but I actually had like several career changes and I would, I was like doing all this other stuff. Like I would go to culinary school and I think I was trying to avoid dealing with the rat in the woodpile, which was my marriage. But if I had really, really slowed it down and said, Aaron, I trust you implicitly to know exactly what you need to do, then I probably would have made drastically different decisions. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. It made a difference. Reach out and tell somebody. It really does make a difference.